Welcome to episode 148 of The Space In Between, and I am your host, Phoebe Leona here, and we're continuing a conversation from the last episode, and actually a couple of episodes before, about you know these ideas of polarities and embracing the paradox, bringing these different, seemingly different ideas together. And last week, or last episode, we brought together these two ideas of spirituality and science. And I want to continue that thread specifically in this discussion around spiritual awakening and also mental health, because I think it's a conversation that I've been witnessing for a very long time. And I'll tell you about my own personal journey in a little bit. But I've been witnessing it for a period of time within my own personal story, but also more just witnessing out in the world. And I've been actually rather concerned about some things that are happening more or less in the spiritual world the last handful of years. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. What is happening? Why it could be a really great thing? Why there can be some, you know, Um, things to be aware of, I'll just say, that we're maybe not taking care of and we want to really make sure we are because this is a very important time that we're all experiencing now. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that, this idea of spiritual awakening, mental health, how it can be looked from both sides of it, both sides of the lenses of spiritual practices and healing versus what we'll call therapy, and mental health and diagnoses. We'll look at, you know, kind of some of the the trends or the the patterns that we see out in the world and then also share a bit of my own personal journey as we go. And then also I like to have some, you know, leave you with some ideas and feel it's possible to bring these worlds and these ideas together. So that's a little bit of where we're going. Before I get there, I want to mention, because by now, by the time this episode comes out, there's something really cool about to launch. And I want to make sure that whether you're listening to this the day this episode drops, you're listening to it a week or two away, I want to make sure you know about this. We are hosting, or I am hosting Nomad Collective. We're all hosting this very special summit called Reimagining Embodied Leadership. And I've been recording some amazing interviews with some awesome leaders in their own own industry, their own communities. And we're sharing some really powerful conversations of how we want to imagine this new paradigm shift that is occurring right now, but we are really stepping into it and and co-creating it for the future. But before we do that, right, there's the envisioning process, but there's also right here, right now, this embodiment piece. What do we have to do right here, right now, the leaders of the world? And I'm not just speaking to the presidents of the world, the leaders, the CEOs of the corporate America or organizations or the military or whatever you think a leader is that you are not. You are the leader of your world. You are the leader, uh, you're a leader of our world. We're all leaders. And when we can step into holding ourselves accountable to 
embody the leader that we want we want to see this world be led by right we don't we're not going to wait for somebody else to do it we are the we are the people we've been waiting for we are the leaders we are the people that we've been waiting for right here right now so if you're able to center yourself hold yourself accountable pay attention to the emotions that come up especially the undesired emotions that come up how do you face them how do you face hard situations when you are in places of leadership or just in a space of holding holding other spaces for others whether it be your children or your spouse or your co-workers how do you handle those challenging conversations those challenging emotions what kind of space open creative supportive inclusive spaces do you like to be in that you want to co-create in so that with the centering with the emotional intelligence and empathy and open safe spaces we become the ceos of our lives and so these conversations are going to be giving you hope my hope is that they inspire you to hope but they also empower you to embody that person that world that you want to create and gives you that next step of now what how do i want to what do i want to create and how do i want to create it and so this is going to be uh, so transformative so there's definitely going to be an uh, a link in the show notes go ahead and link it sign up it is a free event they're podcast style so if you're listening to podcasts you are because you're here listening to me and you want to you know hang out with us for about a week we're going to have about i don't know the firm number yet but between 20 and 30 interviews in this time and space that you can listen to dive in take notes connect on a deeper level receive some free goodie bags some free gifts from all of the speakers that are showing up from myself and and really sit in this space of how, what do you want to create what do you want to create for our world reimagine it embody it be the leader that you've been waiting for so you can tell i'm amped up and i'm excited about it so that brings us to our conversation today yeah our conversation today as i said is we're looking at just the overall idea of altered states of consciousness in the spiritual world we can look at these as spiritual awakenings we can we have this idea of like the kundalini rising we have plant medicine we have other healing modalities that help us kind of crack us open and see something that we might not have seen before the unseen becomes seen in some way but we also have on the other side and more the science worlds we have something and i'm not saying this is the same but we have something that looks similar right altered states of consciousness where we have what they call psychotic episodes where they're seeing things that are in the unseen the un seeing things in the unseen world that they can't make sense of it and they, if they do that so much so that it's out of the quote-unquote norm they might be having a psychotic episode so there are things like you know having so much distress in your life and there are symptoms that might look like pts 
There might be things that we diagnose as bipolar or schizophrenia. Now, I'm not a therapist. I want to be super upfront about this. I am not a therapist. I'm not here to diagnose anything. I'm just giving you some ideas to think about. And and just to consider when you're, if you're experiencing anything that I'm sharing today, to really sit with it. And if you're somebody who's like a little bit of um, a hypochondriac and you're always trying to diagnose yourself, right? You might not think that you might think you're going crazy because you're starting to wake up, right? A lot of us are waking up right now. The collective consciousness is is all waking up in lots of different times and ways. So if you have been sitting here, especially during the pandemic, and you're like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. This episode is for you to sit and say, oh wait, maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe there's something bigger happening here. Maybe I'm having my own spiritual awakening. Or maybe you have been doing a little bit of spiritual bypassing and saying that your kundalini is rising, but there are some things that you need to look at and maybe get some you know, professional help. Okay, so looking at it from both sides. Again, I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm not here to tell you what you're having and, and whatever. This is really just a space for you to listen, soak in maybe a new perspective, maybe connect some dots, maybe discern and say, I'd love to, you know, actually seek some help, reach out to a mentor, reach out to a therapist, reach out to somebody I love and a friend because I've been keeping this inside thinking that I was crazy and I was the only one. And maybe even if I just share it with a friend and they think, oh yeah, I've been going through that too, right? Then you'll realize you're not alone and that will definitely help you anchor you in the here and now. So I just wanna put that right up front that I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm not here to scare you or give you a get out of jail free pass. <laughs> if, um, if you've been avoiding some of the things that I'm talking about and you're like, yeah, okay, good, right? I don't have to do the work anymore. I'm just having a spiritual awakening. No, like there's some accountability here. So anyways, I, there it is, my disclaimer. So altered states of consciousness. Yeah, so on, in the sort of spiritual world, we have these ideas of spiritual awakening, kundalini rising, starting to be connected with the unseen world, the mystical, the alchemy. But then also when we're having these altered states of consciousness in the quote-unquote kind of Western world where things need to be seen and heard and felt and real and the science needs to back it up, if not, it doesn't exist. If it doesn't exist, then maybe something is quote-unquote wrong with you and you need some medication or therapy, right? You might be having an altered state of consciousness, um, altered state reality, Right, so you might be having these diagnoses. So that's sort of what we're talking about in terms of the mental health piece. So there's this book that I've been reading and I love it. And it was probably written, I think it was like in the early 90s. It's called Healing the Split. And I don't remember the name of the author right now. And it's not with me where I'm traveling right now, but Healing the Split. And the author talks about these perspectives. And I love the way that he does this in a way that you see it from both sides. So he taught, he sets it up very early on of, you know, having this person who's having 
a spiritual awakening, speaking to their therapist. And these are all actual accounts. Speaking to their therapist, telling them sort of like what the symptoms are. And the therapist is thinking this person's under a lot of stress. This person is, you know, having a psychotic episode. We should definitely put this person on medication right away. But then what happened is this person became so numb and blocked the actual awakening that was occurring. It was a little uncomfortable. The spiritual awakening was a little uncomfortable. And if you haven't had one yet, trust me, they're a little uncomfortable. They're not like, ah, the angels come down and they award you and say yes, right? They are uncomfortable, my friends. So this this person in the sitting with a therapist is having some uncomfortable experiences, altered states of consciousness. And the therapist says, okay, you're having a psychotic episode. Let's put you on something to calm you down, but it blocks, it numbs. And the person becomes not themselves anymore. And the thing that needed to transform for them to expand and transform to the next level of their being is blocked now. And they have lost not only that possibility, but they've also lost connection to their self. And so he explains like, this might've been a better situation for the person to seek out a spiritual leader, a teacher, a mentor or something, some kind to say, okay, you are okay here now, but here are some tools without medicine that might help ground you and it change this experience so that you feel more grounded, right? He also shares another case study of somebody who is having similar symptoms going to see a healer. And the healer says, oh, you're having a spiritual awakening. Great, this is beautiful. Ah, perfect. And gives them various, you know, things to do, maybe some plant medicine, maybe some breath work. And it's actually just exasperating it. The anxiety goes in crazy. And then they actually have a full on psychotic break. And so the author is really showing both sides, right? When the person who was seeing the healer was having an actual psychotic break and needed the therapist, might have needed to stabilize for a little bit with medication or at least in some sort of talk therapy, not just to say, oh, don't deal with your, don't worry about it. Don't talk about your trauma. Just, you know, go ahead and go for that spiritual awakening, right? There's a little bit of spiritual bypassing in that work with the, with the healer in this case study. So he drives these two pictures of sort of the shadows of both the therapist and the healer and seeing only one side of it. And, you know, again, this book was written in the early mid nineties. I think that what's happening right now, like however many years, 20, 30 years later, 30 years later, is we're starting to see, and we talked about this last week, of science and spirituality coming together. Therapists are become healers. Healers are becoming, you know, more in the therapy realm. So they're, and they're meeting in the middle. They're having these conversations. An organization that I love to study with is Embodied Philosophy, where they bring both the Eastern and the Western teachings to together in a lot of ways, especially in the somatic world. Um, So I think that this is a really exciting time that's happening, right? We're seeing 
a lot of studies out there looking at meditation and how that's helping mental health that is helping um, breath work you know they're looking at science of breath work and how that's cha- transforming the cells of our body we're looking at plant medicine and we're lo- they're looking at studies on how that's actually helping heal PTSD so we are having these conversations but I still feel like we need to have more of these conversations I still feel like It's a fine line because sometimes when we see the science, we want to control it, right? That's how we get a lot of those prescription drugs, right? We, we see that it's working, we control it, we manipulate it a little bit, but then also government gets involved too. There's business that gets involved too. And so it becomes this money-making thing. And then what it happens is that it becomes yet another thing that we're addicted to on, in the West, right? I even see it, let's not even say that it gets into the modern Western business side of things, but I even see it in sort of plant medicine, the ayahuasca, where people are having ayahuasca ceremonies every month, where it's just replacing something else they might have been doing before, like maybe hard drugs, right, as an escape. That's where I'm really concerned right now is having these different modalities as an escape still and be, and hiding behind it as science or hiding behind it as spirituality. A spiritual, It's an actual spiritual ceremony and experience, but yet there's no real true integration. The ceremonies that we have in the spiritual world are for you to crack yourself open, but the real work, it doesn't end after the ceremony. The real work is the integration. It's what came up for me. What were the images that I experienced? How did that represent something that I that happened in my past? How did it represent something in my shadows that I haven't really looked at before? What world do I want to create with this new wisdom and knowledge that the unseen came to my seen reality? How can I evolve and become a better person for myself and for my world, right? This is the work. This is the spiritual awakening. And we can see that in the science too of I'm not feeling good. I'm going through a really hard time. Here's a pill that I take. Ah, I feel better. Right? We're again using something on the external to make us feel better. And some people do need that. I'm not discrediting that. Some people do need that, but it's there for you to take to stabilize if you're in a place that you're not stable, to stabilize and then say, okay, now let's do the work. Why was I feeling triggered that I needed to take the anti-anxiety drug? Right? Why am I feeling like I'm so ADHD? I can't, I can't land anywhere in my thoughts. Why do I feel so unsettled? This is the work. This is what needs to happen. The, and it's not just the work of the head up and thinking your way out of things. It's the embodiment. This is my jam. This is, I think honestly, why I'm still alive in a, in a lot of ways. So if you haven't already heard my story, 
I share a lot more detail in my book, Dear Radiant One. But, you know, my father had very severe PTSD from dealing with, you know, his two tours of Vietnam. Um, We didn't have that term back then. So he was just wild. He was chaotic. There were some high times. He was wild and free and fun and wanted to party. But then there were some really low and scary times where he is super angry and red and uh, raging and violent, unpredictable, unstable, depressed. He was bipolar as well as, you know, dealing with PTSD. I, I don't know, chicken before the egg, I don't know. But it affected me greatly, especially since I was so intuitive and so empathetic that I would receive these energies from him and feel that I was creating them. So I would go into my room, I'd close my door And I would find myself back to safety. I would find myself back to joy by dancing. And this was probably intuitively the best thing I could have done. Because when you move your body, you're moving energy. So when we're dealing with things that are stressful, that are traumatic, if we don't do anything and we clamp down, we're actually holding that story inside of ourselves. We're holding that anger that came at us. We're holding that fire burning inside of us. We're holding, you know, those moments that people say clamp down, don't feel right now. We're, we're still holding it. We're still holding it inside of ourselves. And it's in our, the, chemi- the stress chemicals are actually still flooding our body and they get trapped in our fascia, our connective tissue. And so when we clamp down on, we receive it, we don't express it ourselves or release it in some way, it becomes our stories in our body, not just in the mind, right? There's so much work about mindset and just change your thoughts, you'll change your reality. But it's actually, it has to be a holistic experience. You have to change your body, regulate your nervous system so that your mind feels safe to change the thoughts. So I just intuitively would do this as a child. I'd go in, I'd dance, and then I was like, I'm happy again. Daddy's still scary, but at least I'm in a better state of mind. And, you know, and then I'd go write in my journal and call a friend or whatever. I just, I was so grateful that I had these healthy coping mechanisms where I didn't need the external world to soothe myself. And so... Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I definitely went through my teens and 20s and experimented with drinking and, you know, very minimal drugs because of my dad's drug use. I was very scared of it. But, you know, I did try some things externally, um, different vices, and sometimes they, you know, filled a void. Sometimes I saw very quickly, this is not healthy, (laughs) right? But the reason that I think that I really fell into this path of teaching transformation is because I saw so quickly within my own, my own journey that the integration is so important. The tools are so important that soothe yourself, right? That soothe yourself, that you don't seek outside of yourself but to soothe yourself because then when things like a spiritual awakening occur, a psychotic experience happens because of so much stress, 
we have these practices to say, here I am, I'm okay, I'm in my body, I'm in my breath. I'm here now in my space. I'm, I ha- I'm sitting on this couch. I feel good. The person that I'm with is somebody that I trust. I can receive their words as truth, right? We can start to soothe ourselves and we don't need to say this feeling is uncomfortable. I think I'm actually going to go eat a pint of I- ice cream. Um, actually, this person isn't safe, but you know what? They're here right now. Uh, I'm just going to have sex with them, right? Like we start to look for, because sex would make me feel really good, right? We start to look at like those things that like put a Band-Aid on it so that we don't have to actually really face what is uncomfortable. But instead we can turn in and say, this situation that I'm in right now is not comfortable. My body doesn't feel good, but I do have tools to ground myself this feeling of spiritual awakening, usually they come where you're cracked wide open. It comes in a divorce. It comes in a death in the family. It comes with some sort of really challenging illness, maybe for yourself or a loved one. It comes from the loss of a job. It comes from what we thought to be true and normal and certain and real, and it takes it away from us. But it's an invitation Right? These are the moments that are invitation to lean in with curiosity, like we talked about last week, where you can say, okay, this is an invitation to see a new reality. This is an invitation to look at those triggers in my past that might have spiraled me into anxiety or a state of depression. It's an invitation to maybe do something different. It's an invitation to check in with myself and say, is this actually what I want to create for myself? This world that I'm in, is this what I want to co-create in anymore? So the practices like yoga, the practices like my modality movement 109 and other somatic practices are really good tools to utilize whether you're in a state of a spiritual awakening or you know another altered state of consciousness right to integrate to use with your meditation practice your spirituality practice your therapy they're not to just do alone right all of these are wonderful tools it's just another tool for your toolbox because we don't need just one thing We can have many things, but what I'm going to just emphasize again is that we don't need anything from outside of ourselves. We might need it for a period of time to help us find our center again, but ultimately we have all the answers we need. We have everything we need within ourselves. And so once you remember that and you can come back into that, you can embody that, you can feel empowered again to whatever new altered state of consciousness that is here for you, that is taking you to the next realm, that is taking you to that next paradigm shift. That is the bringing of the two, the spirituality and the science together that I think is really exciting 
to understand a little bit more, to integrate a little bit more and really evolve and transform and expand to what is happening within you and taking you beyond that where you are now. I think that's that. So I will be sharing some, or if I haven't already, shared some actual somatic practices throughout the month that you will be receiving. Um, If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can definitely go over to my website, phoebeleona.com. In my my weekly or bi-weekly, I should say, blog, I will be leaving shorter videos with the somatic practices there. You can sign up for my mailing list so that you receive them in your inbox. You can also visit my social media. I have some tools there that I drop in every once in a while. And I think that this is just a really... Again, not maybe the answer, but more tools for your toolbox. The more that you have, the better you you can feel safe and secure as you step into the unknown and bring the unseen to these seen worlds. So that is what I have for you today, my friends. I hope that's been some sort of service to you. Again, I would love to see you over at our Reimagining Embodied Leadership Summit. You can follow the link in the show notes here. You can also find it over at our websites, thenomadcollective.org, phoebeleona.com, and just join the conversation. If this this episode really resonated with you and you want to dive in more and experience more deeply, you can also reach out to me and we can have a one-on-one session and see if this is the route to take for your experience of what is happening within you now. I would love to support and guide you on that journey. Um, And yeah, and also if this is an episode that you feel would resonate with somebody else, share it. We would love that. Write a review, subscribe, help support us, help get this word and be the ripple effect. Help us be the ripple to reach more people who really need this information more than ever. Because I believe that so many people are waking up right now and they're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is happening? And I don't know what to do with this, right? This little episode here in this space is for you, for that person who's experiencing it and saying, you're not alone, my friends. You're not alone. And we have some gifts. We have some tools to help you along the way. So pass this off to anybody you feel might need that in this time so that they feel that they're not alone and open that dialogue with them. Lots of love to you all. I will see you soon. Bye.